morning pml it is your boy is nefarious here and we are here for the breakfast show it's been a long time coming but we got the full crew in the building and we got a special guest for you today a very special guest uh we'll start with the crew we got d lloyd in the building d lloyd say what's up to the people what's going on pml fans your boy d lloyd man uh, like he says been a while been a while so i'm excited to be back and you know chop it up with the fellas Oh, yeah, we got a lot to catch up on, a lot to talk about, because Madden 22 is now out, and we have a few guys in here that have been playing it already, myself not included. Uh, <laughs> we also got HD in the building. HD, say what's up to the people. Hello. All right, thanks, HD. Man of many words. Yep, always enthusiastic to be here. Uh, we also got A-Rod in the building. A-Rod, say hi to the people. Hey, good morning, PML. But yeah, exactly what Deloy said. Good to be back. It's been a while. Just chop it up with the fellas. Oh yeah, and our very special guest. Um, maybe we could count this as the first episode of the new cycle. So, our very special guest here to talk about the cycle coming up and a little bit about Madden 22. Uh, he's your favorite, and he's you know the guy that gives us all the answers. We got Mole in the building. Mole, say what's up to the people. Going on, guys. Glad to uh, glad to be back in PML and ready to ready to get back at it, man. Oh yeah, we are ready to tackle all anything Madden twenty two. Was that a rod? Nice. I think we all are ready to get back to it. Oh yeah, we are. We definitely are. We're waiting for a team selection and uh, to see where we all end up. I'll start with that real quick. Um, actually, first we'll talk about what happened last cycle. If you want to just wrap that up. But just to close the book on what happened last cycle, because there was a lot of people that were upset with the way you left Mold. I wasn't here for season one, so I wasn't involved in it, so I can't speak on it. Um, but if you want to just wrap up what what the mindset was and everything uh, happening in Madden 21 and why you left and stuff like that, for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, yeah, so I would say that... Um... I'll, I'll wait for uh, HD to uh, stop. Yeah. That's where there's pot and pans over here. Um, all right. So, yeah, uh, to, to kind of not get too personal about it, but um, last year was a really challenging year for myself. I think for a lot of people with COVID, uh, it was pretty fresh for us still. I mean, at the launch, it was only like six months in. Um, long story short, I basically left all my current gen franchises pretty early. Uh, I was pretty fatigued with the Fixed Madden franchise stuff. Um, that actually got me that that actually hit me a lot harder than I thought it would. Um, cause you know, I'm a passionate franchise player. I've been playing franchise since 99 when it came in the game. Um, so, you know, it, it just, it was one of those things where I was just going through a lot of personal stuff, my mental state on where I was at and with the game and the feedback from the game and the community backlash with franchise, it just kind of put me in a really odd place. Um, and it's crazy too, cause I kind of knew for months ahead, right? Like knowing the design, knowing where the game was at, that we weren't doing anything to classic franchise. So I kind of went in thinking, Oh, I already know this. It's okay. Like I'll just play in the PML. I'll play in all these leagues anyway. And once the game came out, man, and all the feedback was coming in and, and the Twitter hashtag started, it, it really did a number on me. Um, and then also like working from home and, and it just was kind of weird for me. So I, ma- I made the decision early on, um, to just kind of like leave all my current gen leagues. I was actually in another league um, called Bolt Smack. It's a fantasy draft league uh, ran by my buddy Hitstick. 
um, left that one. And then I kind of decided to focus on next gen. That was kind of the other part of it was we had next gen going on. I was working a lot more in September and October than I would in a normal cycle, having to work on two games and also work on like title updates for current gen. And so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I know that timing was really bad because it came after a loss i know that stigma but i think coming into this year like my mindset is like completely different um like i just want to enjoy franchise i want to enjoy playing against guys in the league and the community and i'm really happy with the decisions that were made this year and i'm excited for the scouting update uh which i don't have any details on but i don't know it's just a new year i've been doing been living at you know working from home for 18 months now just kind of different mindset different mentality going in and, and just ready to get back at it and just enjoy the league for what it is and i think that's the biggest difference for me now than when i joined in madden 19 and played in madden 20 with the bears um it's it's really just not taking any wins or losses to heart just playing the game have fun putting out content being a part of the league and, and not being any different than anyone else yeah, that's uh, one thing that you touched on in DMs with me is uh, when we talked about it, you said it's it's going to be more about having fun, a little less about I'm an EA dev and have to show that I'm better than everybody else at the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's basically that, that, that's how it was for me early on, right? Like, you know, it's like, oh, coming in, like, oh, you know everything, you know the game, like, you're going to go undefeated. Like, um, and we'll get, again, we'll get, we'll get into the team select thing, but like, that's kind of why I, I kind of like, you know, I'll be whoever. I just want to enjoy it. I want to build my team like everyone else. I want to see my, my team get better over time. And the, and the other thing you guys have to remember too, is like, you know, Madden 20, um, I, I had mentioned to JT prior to the playoffs that year, uh, playing cookie boy that I was probably going to be done. Um, because you guys got to remember when January and February roll around and we're entering, you know, roughly year three or year, whatever. Um, I'm playing that Madden for like a year. You know what I mean? Like I'm already playing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm fatigued on that Madden because I've been playing it since January of the prior year, whereas you guys are still only like, you know, five, six months in. Um, the new game's being developed. I got to focus on that. And so at some point I get just fatigued. So I'm going to do my absolute best to be a part of this as long as possible. I've made a commitment to at least three seasons. That's I'll say that right, like right now, like I'm at three seasons at least. Um, but depending on when season four starts, I'm just going to have to make that choice. Um, and I'll make it early on too. you know, I'll probably before the season ends or before playoffs, I'll be like, Hey, I'll probably be done after this year. So, I mean, that totally makes sense. I mean, your January is like our August, right? When you think about it from like that perspective. So I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think the key factor is, um, you know, not putting too much pressure on yourself and just having fun. That's going to be the key well, factor. I, I had the conversation with you. I think everybody here has heard me say it plenty of times. And it was like, I, even for me, and I'm not at the level anywhere near, where you know, skill level you are, Mo. But I had a couple of good seasons in PML. And I was like, it's weird yeah, when, 16 like. 16 and 0. <coughs> oh, yeah. And I'm the, am I the only? No, no. Somebody else was undefeated last cycle, right? Or no, Winnie no? and KMFO both went fifteen and one. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, had had that season, and but then it was just one of those things where I had to take a step back and just more enjoy the game instead of focusing on work, you know, winning and losing. I'm like, bro, if I'm stressed about Madden, <laughs> I'm like, it's a problem, right? So um, I like that mentality of just enjoying the game because I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a video game, right? 
exactly. Yeah, and I'll be and I'll be and I'll be in probably three franchises, so I'll get plenty of opportunity to be a sweaty if I really want to be a sweaty. <laughs> Obviously, I want to play to win, like I want to compete and I want to yeah. play at a high level. Like I don't want to sit here and just be like, yeah, if I go eight and eight or eight and nine or nine and eight, whatever. No, like I obviously want to go to the playoffs and, and be competitive. I, I put that on my back, but yeah, like no, I, I to try to go like seventeen and zero and like be undefeated, like that's just not in my head right now. That's like not the mentality I'm trying to like bring in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, so touching on team selection now, um, is there a team we ask this to everybody that has come on? We ask this to our own crew. Um, what is the team that you want, and what do you want your division to look like? Uh, so basically, you don't have to say what each person would have, but pick three other users in PML that you would like in your division, and then also whatever team you want. Well, I mean, we, we kind of had this talk like a week ago, right? Like, I yeah. heard through the grapevine that Nat, who I respect as a competitor, wanted to be the Bears because he wanted to be Justin Fields, which is fine. Like, I think that's great. Justin Fields is, uh, you know, I think his speed is 90. Um, and, and that Bears team, you know, with the right user can be pretty good. Uh, they don't have a Tariq Cohen jukebox, but they still have Khalil <laughs> Mack and they got some talent on the defense. And they got Allen Robinson, who's a superstar. But um, when I heard that, I reached out to JT and I said, hey, man, I big Vikings fan. Uh, I would love to be the Vikings in PML because I love the I love the league. I love the culture. I love the stability of it. Um, and that's why I want to be like my favorite team if possible, because I heard Nat wants to be the Bears. And I know like you, you probably want me and Nat in the same division. And so I reached out to Nat and I said, hey, man, like I heard you might want to be the Bears. Would you be OK with me being the Vikings? And he's like, yeah, like I'm cool with that. So I'd love to be the Vikings. But obviously, for the balance and integrity of the league, I understand that the Vikings are a very good team. I've said it on my stream. They are the best team to me in Madden without a gunslinger. I think they have all the pieces you need to be successful. Um, that being said, I would love to be the Vikings because they are my team. And I'd stream with my jerseys on. I would talk football about them. I, I, it would be great. However, that being said, I'm cool with being whatever team the league feels comfortable with me being. I'm all about league balance and, and again league integrity as far as divisional opponents um you know we're thinking that of course is number one in my head cookie boys up there uh mikey's up there um you know uh, i'm trying to remember everyone that i played Deloitte, uh, TV. <laughs> yeah, Deloitte. <laughs> uh you know i i know i know uh you know ceos had his run in the past um i didn't i don't know how he played in 21 but i know he's been a competitive guy over the years um, so, you know, I, I think like Nat cookie boy, um, Mike and, uh, CEO would be like the four people I can think of. Obviously one would have to be out of there cause divisions only four, but th those four kind of stand out to me. Um, so which Mike are you talking about? Cause now we King got Mike, sorry. King Mike, King Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want King Mike? Yeah. We, we yeah, have yeah. a hype Mike. Yeah, I assume he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm trying <laughs> to think. I, King Mike. Mike to beat you. Yeah, 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 and the, yeah, and then uh, I think Mike had uh, Chiefs and Madden twenty. Whoever had yeah. Chiefs and Madden twenty, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Mike, it's been a minute, so I'm trying to remember everyone. I apologize, but uh, well, the new up and coming Mike is Mike D, and he he'll uh, definitely take your lunch money. You know, cool. yeah, that's no. the one. That's he the did, one you don't. He want. doesn't get the joke. Mike D's not the up and coming guy. <laughs> oh, well. Cool dude. Listen, I just want to. I just. I just. I just want to. I, I mean, I don't mind playing drama man and, and his L two catching tactics, but um. Uh, oh, I'll did have... you see his new L two tactic? Um, uh, what's that? If you if you hold L two while in the pocket, you in the pocket, better, yeah, yeah, you get yeah. you get better movement with your QB. Mm. All right, well, that's. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't that's... know if you want to look into that or not. But... I mean, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> placebo, placebo. 
Hey man, whatever whatever he got to do to like play at a high level, he got to do. That's uh, <laughs> that's on him. That's on that's him. good. Good for my man, drama man, man. Good for him. Exactly. Uh, so that's your division. Now let's let's focus on Madden Twenty Two. So, uh, what a revamp Madden Twenty Two has compared to Madden Twenty One with everything that was added to franchise. Um, even the player movement got a little bit better. Um, even uh, compared to Madden 21 Next Gen, which was I thought was really good to begin with, uh, apparently it's got even better. I haven't played the game, so I can't really talk about it. Um, stuff like home field advantage now matters, momentum, stuff like that. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about first? Uh, do you want to talk about the culture tree that was at? Um, what are some of the things, like what, what was the thought process that got the culture tree um, but were you guys just brainstorming ideas and the culture tree was one of the main ones? Like, what what happened that got the culture tree started and how you guys uh, attacked that? So, uh, I wasn't heavily involved in the design process for franchise, just being kind of more like the gameplay designer, uh, Q, uh, sorry, quality designer and gameplay. However, I think there was kind of the sense of, you know, if if we're going to really go after franchise for 22, I think the idea was let's try let's try to hit the big beats of like what the community's asked for the last few years. I think coaching coordinators was a really, you know, probably the top ask um, on social media. Um, the top ask, if you look at the forums or Reddit, was, hey, get us coordinators back in the game, right? We've had it before. Bring it back. And I think understanding kind of that RPG element of like what you saw in like the old NCAA games with their coaching trees, um, even other games that have had kind of the coaching trees. Um, it was just kind of a no brainer, I think, to like say, hey, if we're going to bring coordinators back, they need to have some meaning. And being able to develop your team via a coaching tree and earning skill points over time and being able to develop players was was kind of like I said, it's kind of a no brainer. Um you know, and then you also look at like the scouting update, kind of the same thing, right? It's like scouting's been an ask from players for a while now, and it's been made publicly on the Met- Making Madden podcast that there was a decision at one point to say, do we defer this to Madden 23 to really make it pop, or do we just add this as like a title update? And I'm really happy they made the decision to add it as an upcoming title update. Um, so I think hitting those two areas was really big for us in franchise. Um, and that's kind of what, what kind of led to the coaching skill trees um i think it's cool when you think of things like i I think of one of the i don't know the name of them because i I still haven't dug too deep into it myself but like being able to instead of having three focus players being able to eventually have six right it's like little things like that right um it's just really cool it's it's cool to me it adds an element that you know we haven't had in franchise before at least on the madden side um and you know it's really exciting man It, it makes it makes building a team just have another layer to it I know from from my perspective, and I come from a slightly different one from most of PML, because I'm mainly an offline franchise guy. Um, my only time I ever play online Madden is PML games. So for me, franchise is really all about being immersed, you know, and creating your own stories, you know. Um, I'm pretty much, yeah, I just have all types of storylines running in my head, and I kind of try to build players and build scenarios in my head. So I love really the addition to the scenario engine. Um, and just feeling like there's more, you know, ups and downs and, and things that kind of happen throughout the season. Um, and I've been a fan of that. And like you said, like the coordinators, um, Neff, the coordinators have their own playbooks. I know you, you've thought about that and, and wanted that in there. So, um, I mean, I, I appreciate it. Obviously, I think everybody's also waiting on the scouting update. I think that's going to be be big. And from what we've seen, you know, it looks, it looks, def- it looks like it's something that's going to be cool. And I am happy y'all put it in 
you know this game yeah and even like you talk about the scenario engine like even and i've always felt this way like i love what um like 2k does with their franchise mode and how like cinematics play just a very minor role where it's like hey here's a scenario you need to talk to your coach you need to talk to your gm you need to talk to your player Let's play like a little cinematic, right? Like, hey, you're talking to the press. Here's a cutscene of you yeah. at the press conference talking at the podium. Um, you know, doesn't have to be super crazy in depth, right? Like, again, we have a lot of, I guess you would call casual users, like keeping that experience like immersive, but also not making it overly complex, but just making yeah. like really, really minor decisions that can affect your XP or have a goal for the week. Um, you know, which kind of leads into the weekly game planning, right? Like being able to um, kind of game plan on offense and defense, set a goal for the week to help get your coordinators, either, you know, your staff points, um, just little stuff like that, right? Like I, I love that. I love the fact that I can head into a game and look at like detailed information, like, hey, this user calls cover for 75% of the time on third and long. Right, yeah. like I love and look at stuff like that. That's just an yeah. added layer, um, outside of just watching streams that I can do. And and it's the same thing for like the offline streamer. It's like okay, like this team likes to run uh, outside zone. They run outside run seventy five percent of the time. Let me use outside run as my defense. And then now your block shutting on outside runs are even better when you go into the game. And that um, that updates weekly, right? Like MTML that'll update every week. I believe so. I believe so. Um, I'll follow up on it, but I, I don't. I, I believe that's how it works. That's what I was, I was always curious about that with the training, like this this cycle, like it, it has. I think it, it, it was only like three different things. I think um, with percentages when you go into your weekly training, and I'm like, dude, like is this even like a real thing? Or like when it suggests to you what training you should do, I'm like, is this really what it is? Like I was always curious the entire time. But are, are you referring to like, did you do this like in an online league, or were you playing offline? No, I. I, I only play uh, PML, so it, it was online. So I was curious, oh, like, okay. is this update with the user, or is this just like, okay, well, this is what this team really does, and, like, it's already set, like, predetermined per the team, not the user. Yeah, no, it should it should update weekly with the team. Again, I'll follow up, but, again, like, there's only so many play calls in, like, a game, so you're not going to see, like, drastic changes in percentages unless someone probably plays, like, only cover two for like an entire half right and then you'll see like a yeah. crazy then you'll see like the crazy jump in like their cover two scheme and it's also filtered by kind of like um scenario so it's like first and ten, second and ten or third and long so again like there's only so many times that situation comes up so unless they call something the same time every time you're not going to see like oh they went 12 percent last week now it's at 26 um but yeah and i don't know if you could touch on this i know um I know the next-gen stats is obviously a big thing, and it ties a lot to the gameplay from mm -hmm. a how the CPU plays. Can you kind of talk about like what it does behind the scenes, if that makes sense? Um, like, it's it's can expand on it. Yeah, it's it's more. Mm, I'm trying to think of it. Um, it's really essentially just trying to align how real life teams and uh, uh, like call plays and then kind of trying to align with that in Madden. Um, obviously in real NFL, you know, significantly more plays are called. So you'd have to probably do like a 12 minute quarter game to really like really, really notice like 100% yeah. like, wow, this team. But the idea is like, you know, we have next gen stat data, we have like telemetry and we have information that allows us to say, okay, when you play the bills, they're probably going to pass the ball a lot more than they run. When you play the Ravens, they're going to run read option a lot more than standard drop back passes. Um, you know, Nick Chubb's going to run inside uh, the Vikings are going to run a lot of outside zone runs. So 
just like at a high level, that's kind of the idea. Um, you know, there was the stat that was thrown out there in the trailer that, you know, 80% of games played in Madden 20 and 21 were offline games. A lot of people play yeah. solos, they play offline franchise, they play play now with their buddies. And it's like, that was kind of like an eye-opening stat for me to kind of understand like, wow, we really need to really pay homage to those people that love the offline experience. And so what better way to do that than improving the AI and making teams feel um, like their like their real life counterparts? Is it 100% perfect? Absolutely not. But it's something to continue to drive forward. Um, because like myself personally, I have a lot of friends that love offline franchise. They don't they don't do 32 man leagues. They might do four man leagues with their buddies. Yeah. So you really have to make that experience stand out for that crowd. Um, and that goes for any sports game. Honestly, I think I think any sports game, majority of the players are offline users. So it's just something we kind of didn't pay attention to the last few years. And so we really need to make sure like quarterback play was authentic, running back, ball carrier pathing, you know, was better. Um, again, not perfect. There's still some issues, but, you know, making sure running backs making the right decisions, um, making receivers, you know, make the right ball carrier moves after a catch, yeah, stuff like that. So I actually, now that you mentioned offline, um, I know you guys eliminated the huddle uh, break to speed up, you know, more, more time in the game rather than, you know, whatever the case may be. Is that why we don't get the same presentation? Like, I feel like we're missing, <clears throat> I feel like we're missing stuff when we play user user games and we're not getting the intro and the in-between play animations that, you know, you get in your, your solo games against like the CPU. Like, is there a reason that we can't get those into user versus user games? There's a, yeah, there's, 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 um, to keep it kind of simple, I don't want to get too deep into it. It's more like tech issues. Um, just kind of ensuring that the game doesn't like desync or it doesn't disconnect due to like a presentation element. Um, we, we started adding some of that in there. Like if you notice, like some of the replays are in head to head now, some of those like kind of wide, wide, even like the crowd shots, right? Like crowd shots like that. I, don't think played as often in 21 next gen online games or at all if i recall i don't i don't remember exactly but i do know like even seeing like super fan screenshots or uh, cinematics in online head-to-head games um just getting little stuff like that i think down the road i'd love for that to be the case right like where both users can view like those kind of presentation elements obviously you'd have to go the fifa route where both users have to probably hit a button to advance it mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it's definitely a great feature that would be awesome to have but um I know there's been like some tech tech issues with that. Better safe than sorry type of approach with it. Yeah, yeah like you want the game you want the game to play smooth. You want it to be performing yeah. at a high level in an online game. You don't want any lag. And I think the more you add to that experience, the more potential there is. Um, but again, I think that's something that that talking to the team they want to strive for. I just don't know when we get to that point. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I seen I seen a video. I think it was Eric Rayweather. He can he compared current gen to next gen um the maddens and obviously current gen still looks like madden from madden 20 with the presentation itself but you guys obviously revamped coming into this year and it's just like how much like more in depth it all is now this year even compared to last year it's just it'd be really nice to see that you know going into a game versus deloid they you know compare the qbs like they do and they you know show all yeah, that other stuff the pre -game stuff i'm a yeah. huge pre-game presentation guy like i'll sit there and, and watch the and entire pre-game presentation is you know more of what i'm you know obviously the same with d -Lo. that's more of what i speak on and uh 
you know, what I like to see more, obviously the nice replays and you get the, the next gen replay or the next gen stat replay and stuff that you missed. But yeah, the, the pregame presentation is mostly what I would prefer to even see at the least. Yeah. We'll um, see at some point. Like, like you said, they'll, they'll work on that, but baby steps, you know, we're happy to get all that's added. Speaking of something that was added is the training, um, you know, padded practices and non-padded practices. <laughs> and then being able to control, like, if you have your backups playing, um, your starters, stuff like that. Like, all that has been uh, great additions. Um, don't don't be a tyrant like me and have everybody full pads every week. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't be a tyrant like me like full padded practice every week. Uh, Bo, what's uh, what's your thoughts on that whole added aspect? Uh, I, I assume that's another Definitely. thing that you really yeah. weren't you weren't involved in directly. But uh, what's the what's the ramblings about that? I mean, I so I read the design about it pretty early on in the cycle because you know I get I get pretty excited to hear what the new features are going to be. So I remember talking with one of the designers, uh, a longtime veteran of the Madden team, Larry Rehart. He was on the ninety is it was it ninety six Florida national championship team. He was a backup quarterback, I believe. Um, he he was one of the designers behind that. And I think the idea was just like making that weekly loop in franchise meaningful. And, you know, what better way than saying, okay, like let's kind of create a slightly deeper padded, non-padded practice experience where progressive fatigue, uh, you know, injuries can happen, right? Like that's real to life. You know, Justin Jefferson had an AC joint injury two weeks ago in practice that had me, had my heart drop to my stomach (laughs) thinking he was going to be out for the next seven weeks or eight weeks, maybe even longer with like a broken clavicle or something. So um, just seeing like that part of the weekly loop matter, uh, that's kind of been the story all year. It's like playing franchise the last few years was you played Madden, you played a game, you went back to the main menu, you did your scouting, you did your whatever, then you were back in a game within three minutes. And if you're someone who gets maybe a little um, passionate about the gameplay, whether it's a good or bad thing, right? Like you lose a game at the last second, you're frustrated, right? And then you go through the weekly loop, which is 10 seconds long. Now you're back in game. You're still pissed off, right? Um, At least with this, it's like you got more meaningful choices. You got more meaningful decisions that you have to make. Um, That, you know, the idea was just making that weekly loop matter more. And I think adding more information and more uh, depth to the practices and making decisions on do i start my starters do i do i give them quote uh, you know a veteran day right like that's what coaches do in real life um you know i think that's a decision you make come week week 12 week 13 i think weeks one to five you're kind of like all my starters are going to practice we're going to do everything and then by week nine or ten you start seeing that fatigue level drop and you're like okay now i got to make a decision um i like that stuff it's just little things like that you know, and uh, I learned the hard way because I, I made all my guys see practice and everybody kept dropping like flies and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I'm just having uh, padded practice. I will, I, I will say, Mo, because I know you work a little bit more on gameplay. I don't know how much you work on with injuries and like how involved off-ball injuries are. Um, but has that been something that's been constantly looked at? Because, for example, I had a play where Najee Harris threw an off ball, like a, a block. He threw a block. Like he kind of dove at the dude and broke his collarbone. I just thought it was pretty cool that it kind of, <laughs> even though I lost my guy, I thought it was pretty cool that it kind of, you know, it represented the action that he yeah. did. Yeah, the I best, the rest the of best that part about this, the best part about this, because I watched the video, I know exactly what block he's talking about. Yeah, the block happened after the play. Like it was a late hit. 
Mm-hmm. And he chopped the he chopped the guy and broke his collarbone. So That's crazy. Not, it was illegal, and he paid for it. So I'll keep it completely transparent with you guys. There are so many systems that are involved in gameplay. I would have, I have no idea if we did anything to off-ball injuries. Seriously, like I, I, have, I, I know, I know that's definitely a topic in the sim in the sim community, and I know a few years back there was a bug involving not having any. But again, that was just like a bug. Like we have off-ball injuries. Whether we did some tuning to that, that's an excellent question for Clint Oldenburg. If we can ever get him on this, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I, th- I have no idea. That's awesome, though. I mean, if that's something you you know that's you know, an immersive experience, it was that you, on, you're just it, a like, one-time thing. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I do, do want to say I lost my know, guy for a season, but it was great. <laughs> do you know why they only went with you know like one week injuries when it comes to training? Why not include more serious injuries? Like guys get hurt, guys tear ACLs at practice. Even if it's you know half pads, you know you're running something, you could you know tear something. Like, do you know why they only went with one week and not adding serious injuries? I do not. I do uh, not have the answer for that one. Yeah, sorry. I, probably, I probably, so, more, probably hey, so you don't come in the chat saying I lost Baker for six <laughs> damn weeks. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just saying, going off the realism, guys get hurt during. Yeah, I, I think that's more of a uh, not talking about realism. There, it's more of uh, you know somebody that's pretty emotional that's just trying to enjoy it. Well, you, you know have I mean? yeah, ruining his experience. Like everybody isn't like it's got to be super hardcore, realistic all the time. You know what I mean? Like right. I will. I figured probably, if you're gonna add injuries to practice, I figured you know it'd be all of them. Yeah, but you, you, know, just yeah, the hey, you know what? I'll, I'll say guy. this. I'll, I'll follow up on it. I'll follow up on it. It could be very. It could be a bug, right? It could be a bug that they only have one week injuries. I don't know. Like I, that's a new system again that I wasn't too familiar with. I know the high level stuff of franchise this year, but um, I was so focused on. You know, I was I was the lead QA owner for Dynamic Game Day, so I was like all involved in gameplay, like heavily all cycle. I will say, funny story. I have a buddy who. And I get asked this on Twitter a couple times a year. Hey, can we bring injuries back to online ranked modes? And I say, absolutely not. Zero percent chance I would ever want injuries in online ranked. I don't want to play online ranked to see Dalvin Cook get hurt. I'm sorry. Well, you got to use your backups. You got it adds a skill gap. Nah, shut the hell up. The skill gap is you knowing not to call cover two against my five wide when I'm going to dot you on a post. That's like your skill gap. I have a, I have, I have a buddy who is so authentic that he would be completely okay, and he's told me this, with Lamar Jackson, if he tore his ACL week one, and we said, nope, you're not available, I think I think, um, I think another sports game had this feature in their online notes. Uh, if a guy got hurt, he wasn't usable online. Like, if he was out, out, like, done, he wasn't usable. And he'd be like, I'd be okay with not being able to use Lamar Jackson if he tore it. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, no. <laughs> And, you know what? You're, not, you're, not, you're not a 1%er. You're a 0.0001%er. Now, if a, that's how you I'm think. I'm a hardcore realism guy, and I'm going <laughs> to stick it to CFM. We're not going to do it on online head to heads and, and all that good stuff. Like, we're going to leave that alone and let that be the fun stuff. Injuries in a head to head would just be dumb for the simple fact that you just. You're, you're literally there to this play one-off one game. game. Yeah, you're yeah, there to play yeah. one game. Like, why would you wish injury upon somebody? <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's not balance, right? You can argue it's a skill gap, but okay, so my running back gets hurt, but yours doesn't? Yeah. Exactly. Sounds like favoritism. It looks like he's just he just wants an edge somehow when he goes head-to-head against Mole. He's just looking for a little bit of an edge to help him out. Um, so... Uh, speaking about gameplay, we're going to transition over to gameplay now. 
Uh, one of the things that were at, that was added that I, you know I haven't experienced, but that I loved when it was first brought to my attention is the uh, home field advantage stuff, the momentum stuff. Uh, I haven't played the game, so I don't know, and I haven't really watched much about the game. Uh, um, but I've heard and read a few things about it. Um, were you involved in that aspect about uh, you know adding that momentum and the you know each team has a different um, type of home field advantage? Uh, so yeah, I wasn't a part of like the creative decision to add it to Madden 22, but I was like I said a, a minute ago, I was part of the. <laughs> oh my god! Excuse... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I is, is, mold, oh, no. is mold dying on air? <laughs> on air? I think my COVID's back. Um. <laughs> anyway, oof. So I was a part of the uh, the QA team behind Dynamic Game Day. So, um. The kind of way it works will give you a little inside info. So we kind of divvy up features for every member of the team to kind of own over the course of the cycle. Um, you know, work closely with the designers, attend the meeting reviews for that feature. So I kind of helped lead the dynamic game day side. And from the moment I read the design, the moment I was told, hey, we're going to add home field advantage. I raised my hand in the meeting. I said, yo, give me this feature. Like, I want it. I want to test it. I want to own it. Um, and I actually ended up partnering with a buddy of mine who has since moved on to the design side of Mutt. And that's going to be an awesome thing for them because he loves gameplay. But, um, yeah, so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was on the QA side. I was behind it. I helped, you know, I did help with some of the naming conventions for some of the modifiers, um, you know, bug, bug things like, you know, certain cases when momentum wasn't working or when it was working or it was too good or too bad giving feedback on, Hey, like this, like one of the, one of the, um, so we have, okay. So we have three different modifiers that you have in Madden, right? You have home field advantage, which is tied to all 32 teams. You have what's called M factors, which are the dynamic factors that come in. They're momentum based, right? Like a team gets momentum, it activates. Then we have what's called game day modifiers, which are active modifiers that are existing for both teams the entire game. I'm sure you guys have had a game where like the kicking arc is really small, right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, right. So, I, so I, I had the speed one though, I think in the rain game or something. I like think Buffalo yeah. like, goes crazy. Um, I know someone mentioned Chicago. I had one that was really faint. I forget yeah, why. So, I so the faint one is uh, what we call a. Um, game day modifier or from the kind of the de development side of it, it's called a persistent modifier both teams will have it it exists the entire game and it's tied to things like the weather um is it a rival like one of the game day mods is it's a rivalry modifier basically packers vikings the momentum can sway even more for everything you do because it's a rivalry Ooh. game so everything you do matters um you know you have things like dig deep where the speed of the players are slightly increased and it's for everyone maybe you're playing on a turf right maybe it's like a nice field on a clear day things like that so we added another one so one of the suggestions that i had was the inc we call it inclement kicking it's the one that you see where the meter's really 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 shallow and i said hey this would be like a really cool thing um you know another thing i kind of helped with again with kicking is in the past if the kick meter or the kick arc was swaying in the wind all you had to do was kind of kind of aim the kick arc still like dead center right so if you saw it go left you saw it go right all you had to do was say at least it's if it's in the center it's still going to matter we made a slight change this year to where you have to time the meter to when the actual kick arc is within the goalposts, right? So, you know, it, it's a slight change and not something people will actually probably notice, but um, just things like that, right? Like having an impact and make, helping make decisions on something like that. Because again, being like 
what we call an SME. I'm a subject matter expert at the game. Like they value like my feedback. They value my input. Some things they put in, some things they can't do. Um, so it's cool. It's cool to have that impact. It's cool to be in that position where, you know, the dev team and the design team can like trust my feedback. They know I play the game um, and, and to see it kind of stick out now, like some love it, some hate it, depending on how you view it. But I'm just glad home field advantage is back in Madden. I'm glad that it's meaningful. I'm, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that, you know, every game can feel different. Some of the modifiers are as simple as, hey, your team blocks better. Or, hey, your team doesn't fumble as much. And then some are, hey, you can see the primary receiver's routes, which some will say, oh my gosh, that's terrible. That's overpowered. But it's like, well, use it to your advantage, right? Like maybe throw to decoy. a different receiver, use it as a decoy. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I, I, I love it. I think it's great. I think there's a story to be had there. It makes every game different. And it's just going to add to a level of competition. And the great news is for all the Mutt players, all the modifiers on the mutt side, they can set it for that week. You know, they can set it for that updated weekend league, right? So if they say, "Hey, we don't like these modifiers where the icons go away," or "Hey, this helps, this ruins the competitive competitiveness of mutt when you're playing for coins or whatever," they can say, "All right, then we're only going to keep it to these X modifiers, right? That don't have tremendous impact but still have some meaning." Um, they have the ability to do that, so everyone kind of gets the best of both worlds. Yeah, so I have a question for yeah. offline, just really quick when we're talking about M factors. So I know this M factors like you can't see your your receiver's icons and stuff like that. Does that have any impact for the CPU? Unfortunately not. That's kind of yeah. something that in year one that was kind of uh kind of known going in. Um that was feedback that I had given, but Again, that's like something we're just going to continue to work on is like, all right, like kind of the same thing with like X factors. It's like, all right, like how does the AI use X factors? How do we use modifiers for the AI? If the AI has a check down modifier, how do we make the AI kind of adapt to that situation? Um, I think that's kind of the next step. But uh, but for year one, it's kind of like both teams are going to have kind of the same ones, which, you know, yeah. think of it like. In that situation, I'm more or less trying to avoid getting checked down or right, some right. sort of modifier versus like I'm gonna get the AI to get it. Um, but yeah. And then so, things like the coverage, I know there's one that's like worse coverage. Does it just drop your ratings? Is that basically um, bad things? More or less. It's essentially yeah, you could think of it like that. Um, you know, all those kind of like hold the line, um, coverage crisis lockdown hot hands rattled receivers those are all kind of ones where it's like you know hey this receiver's rating might go down he's not going to catch the ball as much that kind of stuff yeah so uh speaking about the modifiers uh one of the things is uh you know losing speed in you know weather games as far as rain snow all that good stuff um it was a question brought up by uh somebody in the league a while ago and i was interested on um you know, the answer to that. So, you know, there's teams that play in the dome, there's teams that play outdoors. Teams play that play in a dome, are they affected a little more than a team that is used to the elements? Uh, no, all game day, like all modifiers that are kind of the game day ones that exist for both teams, it's equal across the board. Okay. We all have, right, we have, um, <clears throat> we have some modifiers for like home field advantage that do benefit the home team. For example, uh, like Miami, right? The away team fatigues faster. That's kind of tied to the fact that the home team gets to have the shade in certain kind of lighting. That was kind of the decision behind that. Like Miami literally designed the roof to where the away team <laughs> is, really? is in. Yeah, like like a lot of our home field advantage modifiers, not all of them, but a lot of them have a backstory to it, right? Like, you know, um, 
the dog pound, right? Like the dog pound and how raucous it gets over there kind of ties into the whole red zone, you know, hot route thing. Uh, you know, even the Cowboys, right? There's this, Hey, punting the ball is, uh, not going to be as effective for the away team because, you know, in the past we've seen punts hit the jumbotron. Um, I'll, I'll give you a good one. The Bengals, right? The no huddle offense being faster. That's because like one of their longtime head coaches, a lot, you know, back in the day, he invented like the no huddle offense. Right. Oh, so really? he kind of, he kind of, he, well, uh, maybe not invented is the right word, but, but at least like made it like prevalent in football, yeah. right? Like running the no huddle. So there's a backstory to a lot of these home field advantage modifiers. Denver's a big one, right? The away team's stamina is less because you're, you know, high altitude that goes into your story of like, hey, this team's not used to this weather. They're not used to being this exactly. high, you know, uh, above sea level. So it's, it's cool. Like, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, the Lions, you know, get a slightly, you know, excel- a slight acceleration boost when they have home field advantage. You know, that's another one. Um, and then the last one I'll bring up is the Niners and the Redskins have un- unstable ground because those fields historically have had really bad uh, turf as the game progresses. So you could say, oh, OK, wow. well, the home team, the home team's kind of used to it. They run on that field all the time. But the away team comes in. The field's kind of effed up. Um, so the, there's going to be a slight change of direction hit to the away team if the uh, home team has momentum. And and here's a cool tidbit. It's progressive. So the change of direction Ooh. hit you take in the first quarter as the away team is going to be uh, slightly less impactful than the change of direction hit you take in the fourth quarter because the field is going to be more messed up as the game goes on. Again, it's nothing. One. It's nothing drastic. It's yeah. it. You're gonna feel it, but it's nothing where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. Yeah. So. You know, that was kind of the goal. These M factors, right? They're not supposed to be as game changing as abilities. They're just supposed to be a nice little thing to add to the element of the competitiveness of the game and create a more kind of gamified aspect of something that exists in real life, which is momentum and a team kind of gaining that confidence. And it makes, because the thing that we first talked about when we heard about it was it makes in, in CFM's home field advantage for playoffs, right? Because before it was like, okay, you get the number one seed. If you don't have the number one seed, you really didn't care too much, you know, where you were in the playoffs. But now, like having that four seed does matter instead of having the five seed. Oh yeah, you do have at least a little bit of an advantage. My next PML question, I guess this is for everybody in here. So, for an example that Mo just gave, right, with uh, the Bengals having sped up no huddle, we go crazy in this chat about if that's spam or not if that's sim or not going no huddle do you still give a team like that grief if they use that to their advantage you know what i mean it's the same as using your abilities you can't blame yeah, them like if I, if I have i don't know it's like these guys with these super powered running backs you can't blame them for running the ball is it annoying yeah but you know they're using a, like oh let me get this guy he's got like in or out you know mid in or out elite or whatever it's called and he runs in routes, you know, five times out of ten routes. And it's like, okay, well, that's his ability. You're, people are bitching about escape artists. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you sack me. I have escape artists. I'm going <laughs> to use it. It's like, so, that's like hit away, uh, tight end apprentice. Last, but like, I feel wow, like it would be some to use your, use your home field advantage, right? <laughs> or build a yeah. team to use that. I thought and, yeah, I mean, smart, but. some stuff you can't even – I mean, like, that's something you really can't even control. I mean, I wouldn't give that team to KMFO, but – <laughs> I don't think you're giving any team to KMFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So midway, midway through, if if that. Um. So speaking on gameplay, uh, one of the things is the player movement that was a little different from uh Madden 21 next gen. I thought Madden 21 next gen was really damn good and a great step uh when it comes to gameplay and the way players feel. Um. Now 
attacking that, the player movement and stuff like that, was that something that was brought up? Like, did you get a lot of pushback from a certain community, like the Muck community, on how bulky it was? It didn't really feel as free flying as it used to feel. Like, what was what was the whole uh, reason into diving into the player movement and stuff like that again? Well, I think you know, heading into twenty one next gen, it was kind of an initiative to really set the bar on authenticity. And so, what better way to start than by making players move like you know as realistic as possible? Yep. And you know, Madden's done that in the past, but it ends up always becoming kind of twitchy and and kind of you know, which a lot of people like, and and that's fine. That's like you know the way they want to play Madden. Um, but I think heading into twenty two, it was really about identifying specific scenarios, such as like you know players that have high elusiveness or change of direction or high speed and excel to really stand out above the rest. Um, it's not perfect by any means, yeah. um, but there's definitely it's definitely better. Like I run with Dalvin Cook, trust me, it's it's better. Um, <laughs> it, it it definitely feels good, right? Like that feeling of using Dalvin is different than using Mike Davis on the Falcons, right? Yeah. Um, even even like a Tariq Cohen. Um, you know, it, Tariq Cohen feels good and he doesn't have any abilities. I think that was kind of the idea. Um, and then we also like did some work to, you guys have probably noticed this, but we've also done some work to like the QB speed behind the line. People felt like the, yes. the faster QBs like didn't feel that good. Um, that, you know, that comes with, you know, some issues, you know, contains are struggling, but it really, it's funny if you watch some of the videos, like contains are getting off blocks. It's just the quarterbacks are fast enough. They can get around them. Yeah. Um, which you fair to be fair, you do see that a lot. You'll see quarterbacks get around edge defenders that do contain. I've seen it before. It's just the fact that they can do it over and over again. But you know, it's in PML we have the hike and haul rule, so it's not as much of a concern. Um, that being said, looking at the feedback, right? Part of my job was to kind of review beta feedback, review feedback from the community. Um, we had a website that you could go to called User Voice where you could submit your feedback. Um, the player movement being clunky and slow was the number one voted issue. But what we found doing more research uh, and what I found was that a lot of the comments were, hey, don't touch this. We love this. Um, digging farther down the page, digging farther into the feedback, we saw more and more posts of like, hey, player movement feels great. We love it. It's authentic. Don't mess with it. So yeah. there was kind of like, you know, not without hard numbers, it felt like a 50-50 split. And I think whenever you design something that has a 50-50 split and it's that polarizing, I think you got to, you know, you got to just keep it. You got to keep yeah. at it, right? Um, because the 50% that do like it are going to continue to like it. The other 50%, we'll they're going to adapt. Yeah, they'll, they'll, grow. Gr they'll grow on it. And, and there's even been some competitors that I talked to that have played it that hit me up and go, hey, man, I know I'm in the minority, but I love this, right? Sure. And, the, and, and the deal, and, you know, you'll hear guys talk about like the, the user, right? And, the, and a lot of that comes from the mutt side, but the user to me feels great playing regs. I love using Eric Hendricks. I love using my safety. Um, uh, Perry Nickerson on the Vikings has 95 speed. I use him in the slot all the time. You really feel that when you play, when you play mutt and you got 75 speed linebackers at launch with 65 change of direction, it's going <laughs> to oh, feel, feel it's going to feel pretty cheeks. And you know what? That's a testament to the player movement. And as content gets better, as your players in PML get better and you raise your change of direction, that's going to feel better as time goes on. And that's part of the design of it. So speaking I, I of user, say, speaking of user, you got all that feedback about not touching it and you guys touched it, but it feels a lot smoother. I, like you can tell the difference between next I say, year and last year and this and this year. I, right. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like from a from a fundamentalist design standpoint. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I truly, I really didn't think you guys could make the movement any better. I actually really liked. I, as a person that gave you shit for two years 
<laughs> I was the first person when I played Madden 21 Next Gen to come to you like, yo, I really, really, like I hit you up on Twitter. I think I even hit you up in Discord. So, you know, I really like 21 and 22 It's kind of like took a step further. And I, I've had, you know, nothing bad to say about 21 so, or 22. So, so no more fix your game. I don't want to get a single, if I get any tags from you at 2.30 in the morning, I swear to God, I I'm blocking you, dude. Games, I'm blocking you. If I lose any games coming up in PML, I have to yell at Mole because his game sucks. As well as, you know, we blamed, we blamed HD a lot. We were like, if you were, stop tagging the man at all hours of the night, tell him his game sucks. Listen, but I, I want to speak a single thing this cycle about I think we're all growing in our own way. I'll do, I'll do my part, and I expect HD to do his part. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Speaking of user, I've noticed you have been using the D-line. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you like that. What, what has been going into, into that? Because typically, yeah. most competitive guys don't, don't do that. Um, Make it yeah. more well, so... A couple of reasons. Uh, one, I've played a lot of all ma uh, all pro Madden against some pretty good players on the leaderboards, and it just came down to just I wasn't getting the four man pressure that I wanted, um, and that's been feedback that we've received at the all Madden at the all pro level. All Madden, it can be different depending on what team you have, but um, I just wasn't generating the pass rush that I wanted, and so what happened was on Saturday I was streaming and I gave up fifty points in two games. Uh, sorry, 50, 50 points, two out of three games. So 100 points in two games. And I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, but I also scored 48 points both those games. But I ended up losing. And I said, all right, well, there's got to be something I can do here. Because Daniil Hunter is not getting off the blocks on contains. And if he is, the, you know, a skate artist will just run around him. So I made the decision to move him to D-tackle and then put Anthony Barr at D-end. And then assuming my opponent's going to throw the ball 30 times a game, I'm going to put like a safety like Josh Metellus or a corner like Cameron Bynum at my other sub-linebacker spot to get uh, speed on the field. Um, and so I put Daniel Hunter at D tackle because he has the best chance to win moves at the line. And on all pro, we're a little bit more forgiving for you as a D line user, because we want you to use D line moves, right? Like we built yeah. a whole design with moves and pass rush points and, and, you know, he has ability. So once, you know, I posted a video on my channel, on my Twitter last night of me doing El Toro against two guys, knocking them on their ass. And it's like, he had his X factor active. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to El Toro you. So that was my decision. I don't, it's funny. I'm actually having this interaction with Cookie Boy on Twitter. I don't know if that's something I'm going to do as much on, on All Madden in PML, but it is an added element that I want to get into um, because I think it... Um, I don't know. I just think you can mix it in. It was something I did in regs last year. I'd use Aaron Donald, and on a third and long, I'd put my guys in protect sticks, and I would use their Aaron Donald up the middle and you know do a move to ensure I could get inside pressure and make you roll out. Because the thing about the contains is that if you wait long enough, I mean, you're going to get around to contain because, you know, you have a fast quarterback. But if I give you instant pressure up the middle and you just take off at the snap, those contains will do a good job getting off the block and, and getting at you. Um, so, so that's why I did it. Um, this is just in. I don't know if you knew anything about this. Uh, I guess Microsoft and Xbox just said a limited play time on your trial until August 17th at midnight. Oh, good for them. Uh, probably, so I guess they're, they're making up for... Well, I did see, I did yeah. see some tweets <laughs> yesterday about people um, complaining about the time, and they're like, oh, they, they said, like, problem with the games, and EA's done nothing. Problem with time trial, EA's done nothing, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't realize that that was all Xbox stuff. I didn't know that was a thing. So, but I'm until Xbox, Mole... Yeah, Mole talked about yeah, it Yeah, until Mole bit. said this morning, no, it's all, you know, PlayStation has no issues besides that whole continue to sign in shit. 
which is an easy fix. It just takes an extra two seconds of your day. But other than I that, think I, I, I think, you know, one thing that I try to be as transparent about as possible, and this could even go into like updates, right? Like things take time. You identify what the issues are. You have to identify what's the solution. Things aren't going to be fixed right away. Like, I'll say this. When you look at things like a mutt issue, right? Everyone says, oh, if mutt has a problem, they fix it instantly. If franchise has a problem, they take two months to fix it. The main difference there is that a server fix is not the same as what we call a client fix. A server fix can be a a number value in the data that just has to be changed and you just reset your server and it can be fixed within moments, right? Like a pack giving the wrong content or training not giving the proper amount. That all can be fixed on a server. That's not a secret. When a franchise issue occurs, a franchise is something that's built in the actual code of the game. It requires actual code fixes that have to then be tested, then be approved, then be sent to first party, which would be Microsoft and Sony, and then a title update has to be scheduled. That's the difference. So when people say, oh, well, Mutt gets like these instant fixes, again, it's all server side, right? Um you know, new features have to, new features in Mutt are like really the only thing that take a while because again, those get coded into the game, so they require the same process: being tested, being sent to first party, getting approved, making sure nothing broke. That takes time. So that's just like a little tidbit. That's just a little info for you guys when you see stuff like that on Twitter. That's kind of the reason behind it. Well, in a social yeah, media it, world, we don't want it to take time. It needs to be yeah, now. It's my money. I want it now. I assume that's the same reason. I assume that's the same reason that we can't, you know, get stuff implemented in already created CFMs. Um, more, more, more or less. I mean, yeah, think about it. You scout for two years and then a scouting update comes out. You're talking about two completely different systems. And sometimes that could really break stuff. So, yes, in an ideal world, in a perfect world, it would be awesome if I could just be in year three of my franchise, a scouting update comes out, and I could just download it and everything works all hunky dory. It's great. But can't have all of it. So, unfortunately, yeah. you're going to have to restart your franchise. It's just. It's just one of those things, man. Got to be better. Is that why they recommend cloud franchise over, you know, like offline? Um, I don't know. I always see like they say like recommend cloud. You know what I mean? It might be. It might just because it it could honestly be because like it sims faster. I don't. I don't don't know. Um, I heard it moves faster. Yeah, it does. Like if you sim a cloud franchise, like you'll sim fast. Maybe not now with load times, but um, you'll definitely sim faster. Like if you were to go like down the road or whatever, week to week. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what other reason there would be to be honest. So um, last thing I want to talk about uh, on gameplay um, is the player height, player weight, and it all mattering a lot more than it used to. Um, specifically, with wide receivers, you got a taller wide receiver, and you're going up against a five ten corner. You're gonna win that jump ball. Everybody, everybody heard my explanation of why I threw to <laughs> Colin Johnson when I saw that five ten. Because you said mm-hmm. with sixty five jumping, I was like, yeah, that's exactly bro. what that was. Keep him moving. No, 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 <laughs> I knew it. Uh, so that has been something I've always the way I build a team, the way that Deloitte actually builds a team as well. And I know Drama Man builds a team <laughs> like they have in Green Bay. Well. Go ahead. Yeah. So basically, you know, that bully football, you could start to play where you got a big back that just breaks a lot of tackles, uh, gains positive yards most of the time. You could have that big wide receiver that you use in the red zone, toss a ball up, like stuff like that actually matters a lot more than it has in the past. 
And it's been a, I think it's going to be a, a, it's a great addition. Uh, were you involved in that? And, you know, was that a goal to make the size of players matter a lot more? Well, I think there was a, a initiative by the team to um, just make catching feel more user controlled. Um, one of our new uh, tech designers uh, who's been around EA now for about four years. Um, I'll tell you a real, real fast story. He he's uh from India, great guy. I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, Bu- Buffalo Wild Wings with him regularly. We talk Madden, Dota, all that. He when he started at EA as an intern, he didn't know like what a fumble was, right? Like this dude oh, wow. came in like like smart engineer, like knows everything. But he self taught himself, worked day and night to learn the game. He actually helped implement the RPOs, um, on the tech side. So he became a tech designer recently and he took over catching and he made the thought and I worked with him on it a little bit of like, we need catching to be more user controlled. We need height to matter. We need jump height to matter. Um, we need to get rid of as many two man animations as possible. Um, they still exist. They're still in Madden. However, they have to be, you know, they're situational. The DB and the wide receiver have to be a lot closer together. Um, but we've completely eliminated two man rack catches, right? Which I think is a huge win. Uh, you'll see a lot of times like where the DB would warp up to the receiver to play a knockout or he'd warp in front to play like the diving interception and you just watch it happen. So there was definitely a, there's definitely a design initiative to say, let's make catching feel more user controlled. And a part of that is jump balls being more single player driven. If you have a Mike Evans or a DK Metcalf on a five ten corner, you are probably going to jump up and catch that ball quite often. The doubt, the, the, counter to that would be okay well i need to play a swat i need to hit a you could even try to hit stick him as he catches the ball and you could interact with him and do what's called a mid-air collision where you knock the ball out so that was definitely uh uh a great design choice i think the team made i'm very excited for it um i think it's going to add skill gap to the game i think it's going to make one-on-one jump balls matter more they're more situational um and again, like being able to throw a deep ball with no safety help over the top and rack catch it without that feeling of being warped into a two man, it's just a tremendous feeling. And then adding in the fact that we did tuning to lob passes, right? Um, you know, we touched the lob pass trajectory in Madden to have more height, more loft, so that the ball drops in farther ahead of the receiver. So you don't throw a lob pass on a one on one with the pat with a lead and the DB undercuts you and picks it off. Right. So all these systems are kind of working together. And that those are those little things that make Madden feel different. So when someone's like, oh, it's the same game as 21, it's like, no, like you just can't argue that there are fundamental differences in the mechanics of the game that are actually different. And so to your point of like jump height, six, five receivers are going to be able to jump as high as six, five receivers. And, and if their ratings, you know, if, if, if someone's jump rating is 99, they will jump higher than someone who has a 90 and is five. 11 um now to say okay so say for example you throw a bullet pass and a guy's running as fast as humanly possible and you try to jump he's not going to jump as high because in real life you're not going to jump as high running as fast as humanly possible than if you slow down to jump and catch the ball so even little things like that subtle things um matter and they impact the game I need a running what? back with the with the Bucks and Mike Evans. What you telling me? Got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so has been having a hard time with like fade routes and stuff for the last two months. <laughs> well so, documented. Yeah, I cannot get a fade route, and I don't know if it's just me. I cannot get a fade route to work. Like, I got to one save my life. Then, I think it's because yeah. you suck, D. 
it might be honestly you probably to be fair like you probably have to click on and like come back to the ball a little bit more that's one thing that we also did with like aggressive catching is like um it's something that i actually helped with heavily it's like i had an example of i i lowball a post route and i would click on hit y and i would kind of like the game would kind of force my guy to kind of fade and like catch the ball at a low point and I'm like, no, I'm clicking on to ask him to come back to the ball and catch it at the highest point possible. That's a decision that I'm making. That's a slight change that we made to user catching now that there's a lot more single player catches. Is like yeah. if you try to like like say for example, you have a corner route and you have like the deep zone defender right over the top of him. If you if you like low pass that ball with no one underneath and click on to come back, you can come back and high point the ball. I do it all the time. See, I tried doing that last last matter. And that was like one of my biggest, biggest complaints. I think I complained every single game about that. I'm clicking on and I'm trying to come back to the ball. And instead I'd get like Kareem Hunt on a corner route. And he's like, he's running forward still, but he'll give me like that little lean backwards. Like, you know, a real awkward kind of like, oh, I got to come back for it type deal. But now if you guys fix it, I'm, uh, I, I'm I like how it. in the same podcast, AZ goes from this is the greatest game of all time that oh, I complained no. every game. <laughs> I, I always thought it's because I was holding turbo when I pulled back. So I thought maybe I was um, now that he says that you can actually click on and move your guy, I realized it wasn't with me. the with the interactions, does A or X like playing the man, does that do anything while the ball's in the air? I always just waited until, you know. But what does play the man even mean? Like, does he just hit? Does he let him catch it and then just hit him, or like? Essentially, yeah. Playing the receiver will mean like when he goes up for the ball, he'll try to hit it, and, like hit him into a midair knockout, which are pretty, oh. like, are pretty frequent. Like you could, I mean, if a guy jumps up for a ball, you can hit stick him too. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more timing based, but yeah, like I've I've definitely like brought in a safety and like hit stick a guy jumping for a ball and knocked it out. I I have noticed I um. Like, does it have know. to be like a low cut hit stick, or could it be? No, no, no. You can hit stick. You can. No, oh, no, no. You can do. I don't you can know do both. Me, but like, I kind of noticed. Like, I feel like there's a lot of those play man animations knocking the ball out. Is that like on purpose because you guys took out so many animations? Yeah, and knocking the ball out. Knock the ball out, or yeah, knocking the ball out is is more of like a balance feet like it's more about balance yeah it's more about balance i mean if everyone caught a jump ball and came down with it and ran for a touchdown or because that's that's kind of what's going to happen now right is like someone's going to go up for a jump ball with a corner and instead of a two-man interaction playing where the two-man would you know tackle it would play a tackle or it would slow down the receiver the receiver is going to come down with it and if that db went for a catch he falls on his butt or he misplays it completely you're going to run for a touchdown Right. And so the deal was like, we don't want that to be the meta. We don't want it to be a game of like, oh, yeah, just one on one jump ball it, throw it up. Like you're going to come down with it every time. So those moments of like my guy came down, I bumped you and the ball gets kind of knocked out. It looks really bad, but it's more like a balance thing. And that's actually a decision that you kind of have to make. It's like visual fidelity versus user control and balance. Right. Two mans look great. They looked great. Some of them were a little warpy, but they looked overall. They were about visual fidelity for the casual audience. But then, like, seeing two players go up for the ball independently and the ball kind of get knocked out as he comes down, yeah, it looks awkward, but, like, you have to do stuff like that. So, yeah. another another catch thing that I, I noticed while playing over the weekend, I think Deloitte is watching my stream. Um, I threw it to a wide-open chub, and he it, it just hit him in the hands and it just fell. Is that also on purpose as a catching thing, or...? You know, that's that's always like that an interesting question. 
Yeah, I mean, it could it could be a bug, honestly. Like, it could be the ball hits his hands and it's not registering. Um, I'd have to see like more videos on it, but I've noticed I, it. I might have clipped it. I'll have. To I noticed it. it with like the tight end. Um, but it could also it could also literally just be his catch rating played a factor and he rolled yeah. it up. And yeah, he dropped it. Yeah. I yeah. Know something more about balance, but I just remember I feel like a corner route to him out like the the red zone corner play, and it literally just hit him in the hands, and that was it. So I didn't know, you know. Just his rating because he dropped so many balls in like the Kansas City game last year, or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If you if you know if you know his catch rating, like <laughs> let me know. I mean, that that could play an impact for yeah, sure. I'll check. How was the um the pitch mechanic in in Madden implemented? Because I think you had that that really cool uh, lateral. I had I had a hook and ladder last cycle, but then I tried it this year and it, it didn't work. So it's, like, how it's it's. <laughs> it's uh, it's a legacy system. It's hit or miss. Okay. Yeah, we so. we, we did we did some retuning of it in the yard for like because mm-hmm. obviously like pitching the ball is like part of the yard like yeah. game. Pitching the ball live in a Madden regular game is not something that's very common. Um so yeah, sometimes it works really good. Like I had a second video last night from playing team play where it worked great. I had my video All which, that. Oh my gosh, I think it has like 550 likes now. It like blew up. <laughs> um but uh most yeah, I mean, I mean, but then you'll have times where the ball gets like thrown straight to the ground. It probably didn't have anyone to register to pitch to, or it didn't read the defender behind you. So it's like super hit or miss. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like a skill because, like, like you said, I had it work beautifully, and then I had it where you're just like, "What the heck just happened?" <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I, I obviously we all seen the other one. He had one last night that he posted. I just took the link and posted it in Gen Chat so you guys can watch it after. So, um, speaking about hit sticks, and, you know, we were talking about hit sticks just a little bit ago. Um, you touched on the wide receiver catching. Um, you didn't really touch on the, the carrying of the football when it comes to somebody that is like a Derrick Henry or a tight end. Uh, now you got to chop him down with a hit stick. You cannot try to hit stick him or, you know, even conservative tackle because what's going to happen is they're just going to bounce off that because of their size. Yeah, Derrick Henry has old. tank, by the way. She can't hit stick him at all. I'm so, using him right now as we talk. Yeah, that, that was that was, that was uh, also now, so good luck hit that, stick Derrick Henry at all. I think you could chop, him, but that's yeah, you it. have to chop him. <laughs> legit have to chop him because if you try to hit stick him up high, um, no longer can Z Star just uh, fall back in a cover three and then come up and hit you with his five ten corner and cause a fumble. Um, <laughs> He's going to have to, you know. We don't know that. It's, it's, his, it's his big Z. He'll find a way. <laughs> he'll find a way. <laughs> uh, he'll have to actually make a, a chop or, a, a, you know, a regular dive tackle or something like that. So I think that's been a, another great addition as far as the gameplay. Yep, just balance tuning. You know, finding things that uh, are overpowered, things that our users do a lot of because it's a no-brainer. Like, I hit stick a lot myself, and... I'm okay with a broken tackle. I know some people, you know, they get all up in arms about it because, you know, they give up a first down because they try to hit stick on a fourth and five and they they whiffed. Um, you know, sometimes you got to make other decisions. I think that's the point is you got to, you got to have the game balanced enough to where making decisions and tackling matter. Um, you know, dive tackling right now is pretty powerful. I would say hit stick tackling in the right situation can still do some damage. Cut sticking mm-hmm. is a really effective strategy against a player with tank or like a big bodied player. Um, yeah. So, um yeah i think you know i think it's great for the game and i think it just it's continuous tuning you know what i mean yeah i know with the the undercut the undercut i see a lot more uh tackles with it like normally 
someone would undercut and like roll on the ground and your guy would just run by him. It's like they actually now like tr- like your offensive player actually trips over them and they get the tackle now. Yep, yep. It's you know a lot of it can be you know animation. A lot of it can be physics. Um, yeah, there's a couple of times where I, I love cut sticking, especially in the open space on a fourth and short or something. I think it's a pretty uh, effective tackle mechanic, and you can hurdle it. You just have to time it really early. Um, it's just one of those things where the cut stick plays from such a distance that users probably try to hurdle a little too late, so they get tackled anyway. But you can hurdle cut sticking. You just have to do it early enough. Yeah, I gotta get a good more time. hurdle uh, tackle animation. If that makes sense because I always hurdle and I never it never works. But I'm hard headed, so I continue to do it. <laughs> and I have seen, <laughs> I have seen different like tackle animations out of it. Like at least two I've seen out of this. Not hard headed. Same old chop. I've just noticed a lot more contacts happening, which I really like. Like I played Mally last night, and or I think it was yesterday. I dove into the end zone, and you actually get hit when you dive. No, they don't just like stand there and look at you. Yeah, I, I, think, I like the from going contextual stuff too, like going down the sideline and people will just hit you like a little nudge as you like run out, stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. a lot know, more contact. Like, the, it's just yeah. it's turning. I'm just I'm really excited to to start with PML. Yeah. Um, Mo, oh, yeah, do yeah, you yeah. guys get data of like? moves like i don't know how to explain it like what moves people use like how many performed in the game or how many spin moves you know what i mean or stiff arms or is it more of like a uh no we 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 have we have no we we without going into all the details we do have telemetry on things people do okay yep like we we brought it up even like i'll give you like like another example is like we uh, for like coverage stuff, like we can look at like the top play calls our users do. We can look at the plays that give up the most yards. We can look at the coverages that give up the most yards. We can also see like, okay, like all these people are doing this dive mechanic or all these people are doing this skill move, right? Like, let's look into it. You know what I mean? Like, we, we... I said, does it catch your eye? And you want to look like make sure it's not goofy. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right, we can see, we can see like what abilities people are equipping in their lineup, right? Like, what's the most like ability? What what abilities being used the most? And but you know that kind of thing. Yeah. This is my last question because I don't want to hold you too long. So I try to I dabble. Do. I know Nev talked to you for a second about it. I was dabbling. I was like, I want to do something different. So I was like, I'm going to learn the run and shoot playbook because it has all those option routes. Um, Do you know what ratings or how how was determined what route they're going to run? Like, is that if like manor, if it's man or zone? It's just if it's man or zone. So it doesn't have to, I, I don't need like a high zone. awareness or anything crazy. No, nah, if just, it's man or zone. Okay. Like think of the um there's one option route in bunch. Think of the drag and stop. You could either run the drag or stop in the center. If yeah. it's zone, he'll stop because he'll find the space. If it's a if it's man, he'll run the drag. Gotcha. So yeah, that's that's how that's like, how option route. I was like, I don't know um, if I gotta get a awareness or route yeah. running or anything like that. So. Right. Uh, the only time it gets kind of finicky is like match coverage because it starts at zone and then transfers to man. So I also have one more. I'll let Neff do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> um, so I know you promised three seasons. If you're three for three on Super Bowls, are you gonna go four for four to match KMFO's record or? He went four for four in Super Bowls. He got here year two, won <laughs> the last four Super Bowls. Natural won the first one. He probably lost like four games in four seasons, man, if we're being honest. So Yeah, he uh <laughs> he's a little cheesy, but you know, he's a CFL quarterback, he can do whatever he wants, but um go, bro. I he's he's not a fan. Then he played Friday night, whatever. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. I I I guess I have to you gotta go for four. 
I mean, if that's, I mean, if that's like a record, I guess I don't know. It's tough. Again, I, I'm coming to this completely different. I'm not going to change that. Like, if 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 I win three and you know Madden twenty three is looking hot and I want to get back on that and I just don't have time to commit, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, that's if I if I, know, if, I, if, I if I if I yeah, it is no. Like I said, it's just completely different mentality going in. I'm not even thinking about that. I just want to win the first one if I can. And we'll go from there. First, AC, I don't like you crowning mole. We have a new and improved. Now. Yeah, no, and like I'm not. Neff no, hasn't played any NHL. Neff is ready to go. Get, yeah. I'm <laughs> I think this is taking the league by storm. Yeah. Based on his, uh, I have to go based on his Madden 20 cycle. <laughs> but based on his Madden 20 cycle, I think Mole's got the best chance of matching KMFOs for Super Bowls. All in a we row. need Neff is to get you Will Moore. Earlier, and once you get a little more, you're winning every Super Bowl. From all, there, I'm going past heavy. That's it. I'm the Chiefs. I'm winning. Oh, every well, then. Well, um, so, so wait. If KMFO won all these Super Bowls, what's the uh, KMFO Nat dynamic looking like in the? Oh, oh Nat, Nat listen, I will go back. I will go back. I will tag you in the. Oh, you're gonna uh, please, please don't, please don't, Browns. Please I don't need you. I, 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 they threw blows. You just have to read it. I only want just, you. I, I bet I've heard stories of it. Um, <laughs> I'm, like I'm not going to say that. from who, but I've heard stories of it. I'm just curious. Like I said, I, I love the competitive uh, conversations, but oh, um, a little more than I, 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 I only want you tagging me if it's, hey, man, you're a really good dude or good gay man. You played awesome. Like, that's it. What if um, I want to heal? So, he's giving you all the flowers now, but he'll tag you when something happens. So, so you can figure uh, it out. Just to sum it all up, it led to – Natural saying that he could buy the, his CFL team and cut him if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> it led to that. That's all. That's where Nat was on that whole situation. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. But, but uh, talking about uh, last thing about PML and um, you know we had a regression system, um, but the game itself has now added its own regression system and it has some type of randomness to it. Uh, is this something that? you heard about and then you also like that they were adding to franchise mode because like i said pml we actually made our own regression system to kind of combat all the dev stories and stuff like that um it looks like we might not even need that going into madden 22 um is that something that you have you know information about ah man you're gonna hate this but i i i I don't i don't um yeah that's something yeah i mean if they added something like that that's great anything that makes it less stressful on jt to have to come up with new rules but um yeah i I don't know too much behind that can you dispel the myth too that if you id the the mic on a running play that it helps it doesn't do anything anything. (laughs) he's confirmed this like 12 times yeah, uh, so no pre-play line adjustment matters on runs. It's a placebo, right? So yeah. even like shifting and, and double teams and all that stuff, none of that matters. Nope. I'll, get, I'll give you even deeper knowledge. It doesn't matter on play action either. Oh. No. Ooh. So oh. can we deny or confirm that holding L2 while in the pocket gives you better <laughs> movement with the quarterback? <laughs> Listen, you won't need it. I ran a play action with Jalen Hurts yesterday, and dude was screaming in my face, and I literally just rolled out like it was perfectly fine. Like the, I, I remember like the QBs used to have like a 30 speed behind the line, and now it actually feels like they're their actual speed rate. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing, right? Like You can test it. Go into practice, call PA boot, PA whatever, double-team your D-tackle, <laughs> double-team the D-end, and see if they do it. You can't. 
David shook the line. Correct. Well, people it, alive is there a reason don't do that. that you can't do it, or like <laughs> because it's play? It's play. because it's play action. So the offensive line starts out in run blocking, and then they convert uh, to pass blocking on the play action. What's 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 well, like, funny too we, is like all the videos on you know oh if you're gonna run this play play action blah 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 you always want to shift your line to the right because that's the side you're rolling out. It's like, well, play action, sir. That doesn't even work. So you have no clue what the hell you're talking about. What if, uh, uh, what if, what if you um, hot route the running back to just block? Then, does, does then, the line do yeah. the same thing? No, no. Once you hot route the running back and it's not a play action, you can, you can, you should be able to make the adjustments. Because it still makes that camera zoom. So I don't know if the it does that it's camera super, play action zoom uh, thing still when you put, when you hot route them. So I don't know if the line still does. The run and then pass. Yeah, no, it it should. I mean, again, like you can. I mean, I I believe I believe it would work, but just you know, you can go into practice and give it a shot. It's super handling out of play actions. Does that like do any boost? Because we have people that cancel out of play action. I didn't know if that like did anything. Q. Um, No, that that wouldn't have any like strong (laughs) impact. Um, The only thing canceling out of play action would help you with would probably be getting your getting your quarterback out the pocket faster. That's about it. I mean... That's what Q did all the time. He sucks. I, I can't stand him. No, I'm joking. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's a wild guy. I'm joking. I, I am joking, sir. Let, let uh, our friend go, go before yeah, you hold him hostage. 10.30, he's got to work. He's got to fix Have you, I, uh, my, my, I'm working on my work PC. He's not connecting to the internet right now. I'm on my home PC. I gotta figure out what the hell's going on. So I'm I'm chilling. I'm I'm literally doing this as I'm on the podcast. So well, well Neff, let's end it and we can talk after. <laughs> I, I got one more question on here. Uh, <laughs> have you Christ. looked at anything on the open floor when it comes to PML or? No, nope. you really thought with that because <laughs> you know you got plenty. I'm of showing stuff up. I'm playing. I'm, 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 uh, dude, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna play my game. I'm gonna figure <laughs> out what what content I'm gonna do for this. And, uh, we can't wait for content, I got one that was in the open floor that you could probably just answer off the top of your head. It was about um, ability players. Right now, obviously, the base is 50. Isn't It's like 50 and 75. Um, 50 X-Factors, 75 Superstars, and then whatever, like 200 Stars or some shit like that. PML was set to 75 X-Factors and 100 Superstars. Do you feel like that's too many? Yes. Because I have a suggestion to like bump that down. I to, like, think that's like a. 70. I think that's just uh, half the league is split. Like half the league wants a lot of X factor. You know what I mean? Like everybody needs to have a lot of ability guys. Mm-hmm. And the other league is like, no, we need to get rid of people's abilities. You know what I yeah. mean? But I think it's just more of a how you enjoy the game type of thing. If yeah. that makes sense. Mutt guys um, and yeah, but it's like a PML. Guys. I feel like it's a PML Civil War about Listen, ability there, players. There's right just now. a there's just um, a lot of competitive uh, consistencies <clears throat> in the open floor, competitive style consistencies, you know, from people. So yeah, it's a tough it's a tough question to answer. I think it depends on like the regression system. If guys are losing abilities and you got guys on your team you want to add abilities to, um, I'm. I'm not against bumping it up. I just don't think it's going to help your your like more. I, I think you're only going to help the better users in the league that know how to really take advantage of it. Yeah, get uh, dev stories. Fun, and stuff fun like fact: that. KMFO had nine X factors. Yeah, like that's that's like a lot, right? So if you're, <laughs> um, I I'm actually on the side of like I'm okay if we either leave it or do a very slight reduction or. 
if you do increase it, you have to have a number of superstars that only have one ability, even if they're over the overall threshold. Um, you can do I that. think you, I think you, well, I mean, I think you, mm, maybe you can't, I wish you could. Cause it'd be cool if you could say, Hey, this guy has 90 OVR. He's got two abilities, but you're only allowed to have say three superstars on offense with two abilities. So you have to take one away. Maybe you can't do that. Um, I don't know. Give, give everyone like repercussion. I just think it's kind of a bad thing for game for the game balance. If like you got three years in, you got teams with like ten X factors and superstars on the. Yeah, we you had know. teams yeah, with like two defensive tackles with inside stuff and then, like, an uh, outside uh, linebacker with no stuff. outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I would say leave it or do a really like slight reduction of it. That's yes. that's just that's so, just my take on it. I think going into season. Three. That's when we. That's when we made our own regression system. You had to hit certain stats. If you're a certain age, you got to hit certain stats. So between 26 and 29, and then like between 30 and 35, you had to hit different ones. And you know, obviously, if you didn't meet those, we took them away. So with the, they want to go towards. Um, JT suggested going towards the game because guys were complaining yeah, that you know, something's not right. Though. Natural literally quit doing stuff because Stefan Gilmore lost his dev. Like he left chat, deleted all you know, three years worth of messages, everything. So JT is like, I'm not going to deal with it. We'll go to the game regression, but, you know, it's going to be random. So, you know, basically he doesn't want to hear about it. So, and that's where it goes around those baselines where it'll have around 45 X factors, you know, if that's what it's set at. I, I feel like I'm going to use the word excessive a lot in the PML chat that's based fine. on what I'm hearing. Um, do what you got to do. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, Again, that's why I'm going in with the mentality of, like, just play the game, have fun with it. So, speaking of that, um, you know, last thing, uh, JT already approved it. Uh, how much are lab sessions with Mo going to cost uh, this cycle? I, I was thinking I could give you, like, five content points every session or something like that. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, yeah, but- I, I think I think for me that's, like, you know, I, I think about, like, content, and it's, for me, it, it was – it. Even last year, the few weeks that I was doing like the stream recaps, it was just so exhausting playing the game, getting home late. You know, I'm in other leagues and then have to do like an hour and a half worth of content. I'd rather just sit down with someone, do a live stream, and just like help teach an area of the game. I think that's kind of what's important, right? I don't want to get content points because I'm having like these private lessons that nobody else gets access to. I'd rather be like, Hey guys, like, is there an area of the game you want me to deep dive, give you like my insider tip on it? And it would be like a quality video of like, you know, 12 to 15 minutes of like deep detailed like examples um, or taking, or or taking clips from games and stuff like that. You did a video two years ago like that. Uh, You did did quite a few of them. I've seen the one about the 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 handoff time and I never thought of that. And it was like, if you hand it off. You know, to the right side is quicker than handing off to the left side. The dominant hand side. That's how. That's how. That's how joke. That's why joke put the punter in in the Madden 20 championship. Yeah, just like a five to ten minute video like that, I'm perfectly fine with you getting whatever content points you fucking want because it it just benefits everybody. You make the league better. Oh, as a yeah. I guess. Uh, you know, I guess depending what what on what team I get, I guess maybe if I'm the Vikings, I don't need as many content points <laughs> as if I get those uh, holy <laughs> lions. <laughs> Do you have a preference if you don't get the Lions? Is there another team you'd take? I mean, the, Vi- you mean the Vikings. You mean the Vikings. <sighs> he doesn't want the Lions, sir. I listen. Let me. Let me. You don't care. I'm going to make this very clear. I was going under the impression, and I told JT this probably a month and a half ago. I was going in assuming I was going to get the Texans. Okay, I had that like because they are cheeks. 
Right? Deshaun and Watson they're has they're no they're abilities. Right. Watson has no abilities, and that team is garbage. <laughs> it wasn't until I had heard that Nat wanted the Bears, and assuming you guys still want us in the same division, that I said, oh, this might be an opportunity for me to get like my favorite team. I'd love to get, just like you get the Browns or have gotten the Browns, I would love I'm to get the Vikings. That's not happening. But I, again, I, I also understand the competitive integrity of the league, and I'm totally fine being the Lions or the Texans or uh, I'm trying to think of another team at that level. <laughs> I'd say that the Jags, but they got Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, and they got like a bright future, but... I, it is what it is. I'll do whatever I can to build a team. It's actually pretty exciting. And if I got to go get the Vikings in another league, that's what I'll do. I, I will say, I've said many times, I don't even, you know, take the Vikings, whatever I think to what, you know, just, you, you, don't, you do as much as you can anyway for us. So it's like, you're only here for three seasons. It's not going to hurt if you have the Vikings. So, well, well, you know, well, I mean, someone's going to cry about it. Yeah, I, again, I, I I I ain't trying to hear I I ain't trying to hear nothing like this ain't Madden this ain't Madden twenty, okay? I I I heard enough about the Bears. I went through that once already. Shit gets annoying to me, especially when I'm dealing with Twitter and I'm dealing with having to like fix everything or or try to like hear about what we need to fix. Like I ain't trying to deal with that. Like keeping it real. Like I'll be the Lions. Right. I, I I really, honest to God, do not care. I just want to enjoy the league. You know. Converse with y'all, have a good time, build content, make make whatever team I have the best, and and just play at a high level and have fun and, with it. And be like, I'm willing, I'm show. willing to step up for the league and, and take uh, the Ravens. Man. Like I know people don't want to use them, you know, and I'll rebuild that team. <laughs> I want to rebuild the team. I'll rebuild you know, that team. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, Cole, we'll, you'll we'll be when uh, <laughs> I think he. He even said, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll take the Vikings. He's like, yeah, natural said it was fine. And the natural in chat was like, well, he's like, you can't get the Vikings. And Mole's like, yeah, look at this screenshot I've got. He said, look at this. Yeah. You already so, said it was okay. <laughs> like, like Mole said, he'll be using the word excessive a lot in, in PML chat. Um, one of the excessive things is him being a guest on the breakfast show come next cycle. He'll be on a uh, regular guest, if not a, another co-host, right, Mole? We're gonna kick kick off HD for you. See, uh, we'll see what the content point's looking like. <laughs> oh, we get, we get, we we do I, it. Time Monday. is time is time is money, so I better so, be this this better. I better have like a wallet set up for like when the league starts, <laughs> and I can get I can get Penny Sewell's pass block rating up from doing this for an hour <laughs> yeah, and a half. He's already um, blind. <laughs> or or Christian Darisaw, whichever one I get, it, you know, it, whatever. Um, it don't matter. We yeah, get one, we get. We get 20, 20 content points a week, just minimum. We get four points a show because it's usually 45 minutes to an hour, and we get 20 content oh, points Monday through Friday. we still don't win. That goes to show you how good we are. <laughs> <laughs> me, hey, me and Neff made the playoff season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah exactly. I still you don't suck. win. So. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> hey, uh, I, 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 one idea, I had this in the chat, but an idea that I had that I really think JT should consider is while we wait for you know whatever, whenever we want to start the league, I really think we should do a 2v2 reg squads tournament. I'm just saying. Um, there will be, I already told JT, there will be a tournament. Um, of, you know, like like Finn did, except he bent his rules because he had to play you twice, whatever. But we're going to do another, um, we're going to do a fantasy league until the league starts. Um, and, check stuff out. Yeah, and there's going to be a tournament, and the tournament could even be squads. I know 
uh, as soon as that feature came out, I know me and Cookie even actually like reached out to you asking if it was like regs or if it was Superstar K or whatever the case may be. But I think a PML um, squads tournament would actually be really cool. Random, yeah, really. Yeah. Random, random partners. Just use like a random wheel or something like that. Is that like the old school 3v3 type thing? Yeah, I was in Madden uh, 11. Like 11 or 12? Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah, that. That's exactly what it is. It shows you yeah, how much I play online now. I remember that. Yeah, I yeah, that was back yeah. in the game. <laughs> so no uh, we're going to let Bull get out of here. He's got stuff to do, and we've been going at it for a while. Uh, Bull, thank you for coming on. As always, great special guest, especially giving us insight into the game. Uh, like I said, whenever you want to get on, just let us know. Uh, usually it's, you know, four, four points for what we do, uh, depending on time. This is actually worth five points if we're asking. Uh, JT, I know you're listening, so <laughs> you better have our wallets ready, as Mole said. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to do it for us today. Everybody at PML, have a great day. And uh, I don't know when we'll see you again, but we'll see you soon. Right. Yeah, thanks we for having talk. me, guys. Thank you for coming on, and we're out of here.